Hello, my sisters and even my brothers that come and tune in to the live or um, to the replay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is our scheduled time. It is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where I am. And it is the time that we come together and hear what God is speaking to us. Amen. What is what is it that he is saying in this hour? And I'm um, really excited, but I'm, I'm in anticipation myself. Um, because I wasn't able to really, you know, sit with God in the way that I would have liked to, to be able to get the download um, beforehand, you know, of what this podcast and the direction that it was going to go in. Um, he normally does not work with me like that, but I do like to, you know, petition him throughout the week to say, you know, Lord, what are we going to speak about? What do you want me to say? You know, what are you going to have me speak about this week? And so um, when I saw him, I believe yesterday is when I scheduled um, today's episode and I asked him and the only thing I heard was walk by faith, walking by faith. And again, God is just so intentional and it's so befitting because that's exactly where I am. And I'm pretty sure that many of you guys can relate because in this walk, we should always be walking by faith because faith is really the foundation of you know, our belief, our belief system. We believe God exists by faith. We believe Jesus Christ is the son of God. And he um, came down in the form of man and he was crucified and he rose on the third day by faith, right? We are saved by grace through faith. So it is it is because of faith that, that we even have this relationship, that we even believe on the Lord Jesus. Um, because again, I don't know about you, but I'm not seeing Jesus in the flesh, amen. <laughs> you know, I didn't see him up on the cross, right? And so I believe by faith. And so faith is the foundation of what we believe. And I know we, we know that most of us know that it may be some people who are new and fresh to the, um, to, to the family of believers, to the family of the kingdom of heaven. And if that's you, congratulations. Welcome to um, this family. Again, we are one body, many members, and it's one faith, one spirit, and one baptism. And so we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And so none of us, no matter what um, different differences we have in the natural, whether it's skin color, origin, ethnicity, nationality, culture, whatever, we are one, right? Once we all, once we receive Christ, we become one. We are, we are now adopted. We have the spirit of adoption. So no longer are we, you know, just connected to our physical family members, but we are now connected to our spiritual family. Amen. And so, um, you know, I just want to say that, you know, as we are, you know, walking in this, on this journey, for us to have a true understanding of what faith really is, right? And what does it look like to walk by faith? Because again, we quote what I think is First Corinthians 5 and 7 a lot. You hear a lot of people teach on it, preach on it, quote it, whatever. But do we really understand what that means? And so I believe God and, and the way I, I have experienced God really bringing uh, clarity or understanding of certain things in my life is through experience. I find that God is a on the job training kind of God, right? He normally is use utilizing experience because they they have that um, that quote, right? That says experience is the best teacher. And what I do agree with that because when you have an experience, it's kind of hard to forget, right? But I don't know about you, but I done been in college, you know, and I done took all kinds of classes and courses and I've even took classes that I really enjoyed, but guess what? I really don't remember the majority of that information. Why? Because I was, I learned it, but I didn't experience it, right? And so 
that is the beauty about this walk is it's, it's experiential you experience the power of god you experience the provision of god you experience the providence of god you experience the peace of god right you experience the wisdom of god you experience the counsel of god you experience the glory of god there are many um parts of god's nature and character that we experience and that's how we get to know god in the same way you know in the bible the the only God, the only, excuse me, uh, name God gave himself, I believe in the Bible is when Moses asked him, well, who do I tell them that is sending me? And he said, tell them I am that I am is sending you. Um, all the other names of God, which are his names and um, are attributes of his character, they came from people who experienced God in that way. So when Abraham was on the mountain and he was about to sacrifice isaac and then when the lord saw that he really was going to plunge the knife into his son and truly sacrifice his son and he the angel of the lord said no don't lay a hand on him um now i know that you will not withhold not even your son your only son from me then all of a sudden there was a ram in the thicket or the bush and then avram's response was Yahweh Yaira, right? Or Jehovah Jireh. You know, if you know anything about the Hebrew, um, you know, there's not really a J in the Hebrew language that there's um, a Y. So when you see a J that it is a Y, that's why, you know, you say Yeshua because it wouldn't be Jesus because they don't have a J in the Hebrew language. However, that, you know, semantics and, you know, all of these things that sometimes can create a barrier, you know, as long as, you know, you are in, in your heart, you know, that Jesus Christ is Lord. If you call him Jesus, if you call him Yeshua, right? It's like, he the same person, right? So, but these are the ways that people in the Bible experienced him. So when we hear Yahweh or Yad, Hey, Vav, Hey, right? When we hear that someone, they experienced him as a covenant keeping God, right? And so, so on and so forth, we see the Lord is the, my light and my salvation, right? He is um, Jehovah, uh Mechadesh, right? Or Jehovah Tishkenu, he's my righteousness. You know, David, you know, saying these names, these names of God in the Psalms and all the different psalmists, right? They, This is the way they encounter God. So God is a God of experience. And the way that we truly are able to have the foundation of faith is when we experience the uh, manifestation of our faith right when you are standing in faith or you're walking by faith and then you actually walk into that thing that becomes an experience now we call that a testimony and so again it's all about the experience of god the walking with god and understanding Lord, what does it mean to walk by faith the Holy Spirit must be fired up because I didn't even get to do my welcome. I didn't even get to kind of wait a little bit to see if anybody was going to jump in on the live. Um, Holy Spirit just must got a lot to say today, um, which is um, fine by me. I yield myself and my podcast um, to the Lord because really it's his podcast. I'm just a steward over it. So he is absolutely welcome to have his way. And so I just thank him for showing up because I believe this today's episode is for me, for sure, but I believe it's going to bless many people. So I want to welcome everybody to the Purity After Pure, after Promiscuity podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I'm stumbling over my words, y'all. Let me start over. Welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, and we are redefining a woman's worth. I want to welcome all of my listeners, even if 
Um, you are new. This is your first time listening in. Thank you so much for tuning in, for joining us. I pray the content bless you. This is a community where we're walking together and discovering our true worth and really redefining our worth in Christ, right? And we're not allowing labels or experience or history or family or anything else that kind of diminishes or take away from our true worth and value to um, identify us no more. We're going to rip off those labels and we're really going to walk in our true identity in Christ Jesus. And so if that sounds like something you are interested in make sure you continue to tune in like share subscribe leave a comment and um you know share it for sure with those that are in your network or you know in your community because sometimes it, the message or the word may not be for you but it may be for someone you know so that is the way we are able to continue to partner together to spread the word to spread the gospel to spread the love of jesus christ by just simply sharing amen and so i just thank you all for my new listeners thank you for all my new subscribers downloads streams i appreciate each and every one of you guys and i just thank you so so much for supporting this podcast and for all my ogs all my homies all my people that have been rocking with me from the beginning or for a few seasons i thank you so much for your continued support i thank you so much um, for just you know continuing to go along on this journey i pray it's blessing you that you're being edified you're growing and that you're really seeing the manifestation of the things that the lord is speaking to you through me right i pray that it's not just you just constantly coming on and listening but you're actually seeing it or you're applying you know some of the tools and some of the wisdom that the lord is releasing through the podcast even when it's through a guest or whatever that you're being the better for listening to this podcast and so that's really what it's all about and i know sometimes i have my bros on here sometimes my brother's support and i thank you guys so much because it really is a blessing to see that the lord will use me amen because i know that i just have a grace and a call towards women but i know god is indeed you know he cares for his sons and he has a word and he wants to see his sons to be you know to, to be whole and to walk in their true worth as well and so if this podcast is blessing you in any way my brother continue to listen continue to join continue to you know share or whatever let the lord continue to bless you through the podcast and i thank you so much that you will even you know continue to listen to to me amen <laughs> so thank you guys so much i see the podcast is growing and i'm super excited and i give god all the glory because it ain't me y'all i mean like i just get on here and i just do the best i can and i just really have a heart to glorify god and to be obedient to what he called me to do and that's it so i'm just really excited for today's episode i believe that he's really kind of going to have me do more of like a story time testimony um that's what i'm feeling in my spirit because again you know you we hear a lot of, we hear the scriptures, we read the scriptures, we meditate on the scriptures, we hear sermons on the scriptures, teachings on the scriptures, Bible studies on the scriptures, but it's like when it comes to application, what does that really look like, right? And so for me, I started kind of realizing, and when I got into this, um, these last few months, right, I had to start questioning a lot of things about my relationship and my belief and what I really truly believed. And, you know, did I really believe that the word was true? Do I really believe God is God who he say he is? Do I really have the faith? You know, do I really, you know, trust God with everything? You know, am I really, you know, rooted and anchored in my relationship with God? Like I think I am. Right. And that's what, you know, trial, tribulation, suffering, um, you know, affliction, difficulty challenges you know all of the things 
that will cause you to kind of do that have have that reflection and you get to examine it, everything because it's so easy to say that we got faith and we believe we trust god we love god and all of the things when everything is good like when you up you ain't got no issues all think everything going in your favor all is well you know you're kind of walking in that place of abundance or answer prayer or you're in the promised land and it's easy to feel like oh lord you know i just praise you i love you i i bless your holy name but it's like do we have that same energy if we go through a job moment right because job said the lord giveth and the lord take away but i i don't know about y'all but for me i it's certain things that i didn't want the lord to take away <laughs> and yes even though he's the one who gave it to me or gave me the ability to acquire it i still didn't want to give it back or i didn't want to lose it and so then it it comes to thinking it comes to the thought process of well why don't i right why is there anything that i'm not willing to with to to surrender to god so then it caused me to have to think well what do i really believe about god do i believe that he's good and he only does good do i believe his thoughts toward me are good do i believe he knows the plans he has for me and it's a hope in the future or do i just believe that when he's doing what i think he should be doing so this these last months really kind of caused me to kind of really go through my faith go through uh, my theology go through my doctrine with the fine tooth comb like what do i really believe and so um i have discovered a lot of things and you know one of the biggest things i discovered is you know perception is key <laughs> perception is key um especially in this walk and, and and it it makes me really understand why in romans 12 1 and 2 it tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we are able to discern the good and perfect will of god because when we are not renewed in our mind guys please forgive me i'm outside of my car there's like I don't know three four motorcycles kind of that's not too far from me and you might hear them or you just may hear traffic or you may hear people walk by where i am just disregard it please if you do um don't let it be a distraction um just because i'm you know i am where i am and i can't do anything about the outside noise so just kind of want to give you guys that disclaimer because i i heard the motorcycle rubbing up over there um and so when it tells us to be to um, be transformed by the renewing of our mind, that that's saying that let's say to me that transformation can't come until we renew our mind because it say be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So transformation is not happening until we have a renewing in our mind, meaning we we are changing our perception. Right. And so what really hit me actually last night <laughs> I think not too long after um, I heard the Lord and I felt the Lord um, say to title the podcast today, Walking by Faith, is that the situation that I have been in these last three months, like I, I totally had the wrong perspective. And when God revealed that to me last night and he opened my eyes to the bigger picture, it was just kind of like, wow. Then I felt a little bad because I'm like, ooh. Uh, you know, like I was totally discontent, totally self-absorbed, totally selfish, totally, you know, um, just, just consumed with self. It was all, it was just me, 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 me. I, 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 Lord, you know, get me out of this situation. Lord, why is this happening to me? What about my children? What about our needs? What about that? It was, it was on, it was 
I'm like 99% of the time that was what I was always approaching God with. It was always with my situation, always with my circumstances, always what I need. And again, like I know there are seasons, especially when you are going through a season of suffering or a challenge and you really do need God to come through. It's sometimes we just are in a place where we're constantly crying out to God. But the Bible does tell us that God already knows what we need before we ask him. And it tells us that we are not supposed to worry about what we're going to eat or drink or what, our, what we're going to wear because it's not the body more than for clothing, right? It talks about how the Gentiles, they seek after these things, but we are to seek ye the kingdom first, right? And all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto us, but it's not always easy. So I've just been totally consumed with my anguish, my hurt, my pain, you know, how I was being treated, how I was being betrayed, how, you know, I was being disrespected, how I was being disregarded. It was just me, I, 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 every day, all day, you know, I'm just being honest. And so I was just really discontented and disheartened, right? I just was very, very just in grief, grief and sorrow about my situation. I, I tried to, you know, be content in it. I tried, not really, not much, you know, I'm gonna be honest, but I wanted to be content in it. I'll say that I wanted to have peace, right? And I wanted to be able to rest because again, when Jesus was on the boat and there was a storm and the storm was raging and it was a violent storm, he was asleep. And it was the disciples who come running to him like, teacher, teacher, or rabbi, rabbi, master, master, you know, get up, or we're going to die, you know, like get up, do something because we're going to die. And he just gets up and he so casually, I can imagine, and looked at them like, oh, ye of little faith. Like, do you not know who in the boat with you? And sometimes we're in that boat, right? And we're in the midst of a violent storm. Like this ain't a regular storm. This is one of them storms where you know you about to be shipwrecked. That whole ship that you thought you was on is about to go to pieces. And you're going to be just riding around on a piece, on a piece of debris, on a piece of wood. And he's still like, oh, ye of little faith. Do you not know who in the boat with you? And then he just spoke. He didn't speak to their faith. He spoke to the storm. And he said, peace be still right and they're like wow who is this man that even the winds and waves obey him but that is how God's posture is his posture doesn't change so even when we're in the midst of a violent storm even when we're it's in the midst of what seems like it's going to kill us he's still looking like oh ye of little faith why why do you think that I'm gonna let you die why do you think that I'm gonna let this situation consume you why do you think I'm gonna let this overtake you yeah it may look like it but I'm I'm here with you and so the Lord began to reveal to me that over these last months, right, most of you guys who listen to the podcast may know my testimony that I've been going through these last months or whatever. I don't really want to get too much into it, but I'll elab- um, I won't elaborate on it, but I will allude to it just to give you guys context of what I'm talking about. But if you would like to know more in depth or detail about kind of what I've been experiencing these last three and a half, almost four months, you can go and listen to some of the other earlier episodes. But um, we lost, me and my family, we lost housing around May 1st, the 1st of May, um, in in a very, you know, traumatic way. And um, it just kind of started this domino effect, right? And it started this domino effect of us, you know, having to go live with this family member. And then we had to leave that family member's house. And then we went to another family member's house. We had to leave that family member's house. We went to another family member's house. And we just recently had to leave that family member's house. 
And so, um, again, this is something that I just was like, just in the onset of it, it was something that I was just like, this cannot be happening to me. Right. And, and, and again, we get, sometimes we can be self-righteous in our, in our thinking and in our attitude, because even if we think we do everything right, even if we think we're holy, we're walking in obedience, our righteousness is as filthy rags. Who are we to try to come, you know, and, 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 and bring our list of what we think is reasons why we shouldn't be going through suffering, right? Or why this shouldn't be happening to us, you know, and it does, I, I hate it. And not hate it, but I strongly dislike what I'm about to say because this whole entire time that I've been going through this situation, I've been so annoyed every time somebody will bring up to me the story of Job. Like you're in a Job season, you're you're in a, you're having a Job moment. Like you're going through, you know, like you like Job. Like you're sounding like Job, and I'm like, every time somebody say it, I'm highly annoyed because I'm like, I don't want to hear about Job. I'm not Job. I don't want to be in a Job moment. I don't want a Job season, right? Lord, can you not know that I won't curse you if you allow the enemy to come, you know, and to afflict my life? Can't you do something else, right? It's like I didn't want to hear it because it wasn't comforting to me. And it just wasn't what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear the Lord was about to take me out of the situation. I wanted to hear that my blessing was there and I was about to walk into, you know, the fullness of my promises. I wanted to hear that this was literally about to change overnight, that I was about to go to sleep and I was going to wake up tomorrow and it's going to be my whole life is going to be changed for the better. Right. That's what I wanted to hear. I don't want to hear about Job. And, and, and I've had a couple of people tell me you need to read the book of Job. And I totally did not. I, I was what really wanted to rebuke that. Like, no absolutely not get thee behind me Satan because I just was trying to totally avoid everything about Job because I have read some of the story of Job and I know a, a, a lot of kind of what had happened and what he went through and I just didn't want to read it I, because I was already going through my own suffering I didn't want to read about his suffering <laughs> and all that he went through so you know that was just kind of like my attitude but as I really ponder on and allow the Lord to bring more revelation to me I see more and more like oh yeah mm -hmm. truly this is like a Job moment right truly you know it's so many similarities even in my thought process because like sometimes Holy Spirit would take me to one of the chapters in the book of Job and I will read it and it'll be so profound to me and it'll be sounding so familiar and it'll be so interesting like wow you know and so and the Lord has spoke to me through the book of Job in Job in this season so I do know that I probably need to go ahead and just read the book of Job okay but nevertheless, <laughs> being in this situation, going from family member's house to family member's house, being, you know, cast out, put out, you know, um, having to, you know, just experience things that I never in life thought I would experience. I really was mad, right? I was angry. I was mad. I was bitter about it. Like I was, I just really was mad at God. Like, how dare you allow me to go through this and see me? I'm honest. I'm transparent. Some people may not say that. Some people may not be honest to say, but that's how, that was my attitude. And so I just kept reminding God or bringing before God, like my list of why it shouldn't be me. Lord, I do this. I do that. I do this. I do that. And not realizing he is so holy. I, if I try to live perfectly, it's still filthy before him, right? Not even having the right perspective, but just being so consumed with me and, you know, 
and, and what I was dealing with and how it's affecting me and how it's affecting my children and how it's causing me pain and how it's causing me sorrow and how I feel forgotten and how I feel forsaken and how I feel humiliated and how I feel disgraced on and on and on. This is kind of like my cycles and my patterns every day. That's kind of what I was, you know, just bringing before God crying just crying out literally crying tears in anguish broken broken hearted literally um just sobbing and weeping before him constantly right and so there are definitely moments where i know he just saw how hard it was right and so his grace is so sufficient and he's so merciful that he would just do little things to let me know he with me that i'm not forsaken i'm not forgotten he would make ways you know he would send blessings he would answer prayers he would do things but sometimes i would take it for granted because it just wasn't what i wanted i wanted me to have to get out of living with someone else and get to living in my own space right that's what I wanted. I wanted to be out of a situation where my finances, you know, were not, you know, scarce <laughs> and I was back in abundance, right? I wanted to get to that place. I didn't want to continue to, you know, endure, right? The pressure or the uncomfortability of being in the situation I was in. And so yesterday, the Lord literally brought it to my remembrance or really he just brought it to me, period, he revealed to me that he was using me to answer my prayers. Isn't that something? Okay, you probably like, well, what do you mean? But he began to reveal to me like the very people that I had these last that, that I had these encounters with, even my landlord. And I again I went into detail of like how that the last couple of in um encounters with her was and just how bad it got and how you know the things she did and how you know just it was just not good right even with that like the lord had to be he began to re reveal to me like you prayed for her you prayed and you asked me for her to be saved you prayed and asked for me to send labor in her past path to show her my my power to show her my glory to show her that i am real he and he began to go down the list you pray for your sister your, your loved one to be saved you pray for her you pray for her to have an encounter with me you pray for her to you know come into the revelation of who i really am you pray for her and then he said in the next loved one like and he began to go down the list and then he would have to remind me like and you also put their names on the prayer scroll at church that get prayed over and we have this huge long prayer scroll that we um write you write your loved ones names or people you know or somebody you believe in for for them to be saved or whatever and you write their names on the scroll and then the intercessors they pray over that scroll and it is times when i've gone to intercessory prayer we've un unrolled it and we laid hands on it and we prayed on it right and god was like you pray for me to send someone to be an example, to be an, a light, to be a laborer, to lead them to Christ, to sow seeds. He was like, and I sent you. <laughs> My God, I'm about to, y'all, I'm about to literally just jump out this car and run. He said, I sent you. And the problem is that your perspective was wrong. You don't even realize that you are living in your answer prayer. You pray to me for them to be saved. God's heart is towards the harvest, right? 
the Bible tells us that he wished that none shall perish, not even the wicked. So even if you feel like your loved ones, your friends, the people in your community, whatever, are in darkness or operating in wickedness, or maybe they're indulging in some kind of new age or occult thing. Maybe they're dibbling and dabbling in, in some kind of witchcraft, or maybe they just live a very sinful life and they're doing all kind of things, you know, that it goes against the word of God. He still desires that none perish. He still desires to see them come to repentance, to have everlasting life with him. And so he he's like he cares so much about their souls and because i was the only person in their life who truly could be that reflection to them they're not going into the church they're not going into the bible study they're not going to the conference or whatever they are gonna they're living their life because they haven't truly met god and so because i was the one who was close to them and because i was the one who really is like a representation and in the hands and feet of jesus and like a walking epistle to them he said i sent you but because you were so consumed with your with your own needs as if I'm going to send you to do my work and not be about your work. Like I know, like he know what I need. He knows the situation for me and my children. He knows. And, it's, and it was almost like he's saying even right now, like as if I will allow you to go be about my business and I'm not going to be about your business. And no, it ain't going to be in the timing you think. It ain't going to probably be in the way you expect. But do you not think for one moment as you're out doing my will that I'm not going to go and be about the things that you need. But because my total, you know, interest, <laughs> you know, my interest and my mindset and my focus was so on me that I did not really see what he was really doing. And I saw it a tiny bit with with my two loved ones, I guess, in a way, after someone else kind of brought it to me, you know, after someone had to say to me, well, ask God, what's your assignment there? When I was at the first loved one's house, ask him how long you're going to be there, but ask him, what did he want you to do? And what's your assignment there? And up until that point, I had never asked him. Now you would think that I would have enough wisdom or discernment to, uh, to know if you allow me to go and have to live with a person. God could have easily opened the door for me to go from leaving my one place um, of, of living to go to the next, right? He could have easily did that. He did not have to allow me to go to this person's house, to that person's house, to that person's house. He strategically did that because it's in someone's own house, right? The Bible talks about you and your entire household will be saved somebody's house is their intimate space that's where they're more relaxed that's where they're more comfortable right and that that is where you can truly you know you know connect with them right and so of course and it wasn't about me being there and ministering and reading the bible and beating them over the head with scripture or telling them that they're going to hell if they don't stop it was just about me living the, my life before them truly living out the word of god before them truly you know, when they seen what I was going through and I maintained faith, when they seen what I was going through and I kept serving God, when they seen what I was going through and I kept praying and praising, when they seen what I was going through and I kept showing up to do ministry, when they seen what I was, when my landlord seen how she disrespected me and she talked to, the, talked to me and, and just, just persecuted me to my face and I did not respond that same energy and I never once cussed her back out and I never once called her back out her name, that I truly did what the 
the Bible said I turned the other cheek. I went to God. I allowed him to be my vindicator. I didn't repay evil for evil. So even though in the moment I felt weak and I felt like I was, you know, being like punked a little bit. I still knew that I couldn't do what my flesh wanted me to do because that's not the life that I live anymore, that it is so important to me to truly, truly be, you know, a reflection of the word of God and to truly live my life according to the word, not in perfection, but to, to be intentional. And I didn't look at it like like that. I didn't look at it like how many times maybe has she came across somebody who might have said that they was a Christian and might have said that they, you know, believe in God or believe in Jesus. And maybe she's seen them act a fool or maybe she's seen them cut somebody out or maybe she's seen some them do somebody wrong. Right. That could be her experience. But I was able and it wasn't easy and it was hard, but I was able to still stand on what I knew to be true. And I didn't realize. And so when God began to give me this revelation, he's like, you, I've answered your prayers and you've missed it. You missed it because you're so focused on what it is you desire. You think that I don't know what you want. You think I don't know what you need, daughter. I know, but I needed you to go and do this for me because I care about their souls. He cares about our loved ones. He cares about the lost. Jesus leaves the 99. He go get the one. That is what it's about, especially in this end times because Christ is returning. The Lord is, He. his heart is for the souls. And see, we pray prayers like, Lord, send a laborer. We pray prayers like, Lord, save my family members, save my loved one, save, you know, those in my community, save my co-workers. But then we don't realize the Lord might be like, because we're praying his will, because the Bible says anything we pray in his will, he's going to do it, that he's going to send us. I said, ain't that something? Not only did I have to be like, oh, wow, huh? Then I had to repent because I'm like, well, dang, I've been so selfish and so self-absorbed, right? I've been so discontent and bitter about my situation that I didn't see the good, right? I didn't, my perspective, I wasn't being transformed by the renewing of my mind. So when we're walking by faith, it is so important for us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind because sometimes we'll miss it. The greatest miracle one can ever have or receive is salvation the mere fact that a human being born in sin right encased in the flesh the bible tells us our flesh is evil it's wicked our heart is wicked and who knows it and yet and still we can be saved we can be put in right standing we can be you know considered righteous what that is a miracle and because we don't view salvation as a miracle we tend to really minimize it right or kind of overlook it and it's like no the lord is so pleased when we're spreading the gospel the lord is so pleased when we're you know leading people to christ the lord is so pleased when people are coming out of darkness he is so pleased but the thing is he might choose you and i was like oh my goodness i did not know i was on assignment I did not know the Lord was answering my prayers because it, it just seemed like some, that he was doing this to me. It did not ever feel like he was working through me. And I didn't realize until I thought about it last night, well, who else was he going to send? 
who else do they probably have relationship with or that they know up close and personal that is that 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 is a Christ follower that is a believer like who else and so I'm like wow so I really had to change my perspective so walking by faith looks like allowing God to use you to answer your prayer for somebody else and having enough faith to believe that if you about his business, he going to take care of your business. Because sometimes we get so focused on the prayer we pray for ourselves, but we don't realize that there are prayers we pray for other people. So I was just like, wow. Okay, Lord. <laughs> that was humbling. Um, and so he just kind of really began to show me you know, what walking by faith really looks like. And even now in this last week, I've literally been living by faith, not just walking by faith. And daily, right? Daily, I'm in a position where I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know what you're going to do, but you got to come through. You got to provide the provision, the resources. You got to provide a place for me and my children to be tonight. You got to provide a place where we can be safe, where, you know, where we can be comfortable, where we can have what we need. Lord, you got to make a way. You got to open the door. You got to bring the provision. And most of the days when I start out with that prayer, I literally have no money, literally. And next thing I know somebody is calling somebody is giving money right and what that's showing me is how to not just walk by faith but live by faith and and sometimes god needs us to get in that position because if you're anything like me if you're self-reliant if you're too independent god has to break that off of you he has to break that pride off of you because it will destroy you. The Bible says pride comes before the fall and the haughty spirit before destruction. He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So when you're too proud to trust God, to wait on God, when you're too proud to, you know, allow God to, you know, be feed you daily, right? We say things, we quote, quote scripture, give it this day, our daily bread. You know, that's in the prayer, the model prayer, right? But what happens when you got to walk like that? What happens when you're like the children of Israel and he's literally raining down manna daily, right? Like they never could keep manna to the next day. You know, manna just sustained them for that day. And then the next day they got more manna. And yes, eventually they got they got tired, you know, and they got begun grumbling and complaining and they wanted meat. But sometimes God is wanting you to realize that he truly is your provider. And yes, you could try to work. Yes, you can. Yes, he can use a job. Yes, he can use a business. Yes, he can use, you know, if you have a well-off, wealthy, you know, family member or parents. Yes, he can use a number of things. But sometimes he wants you to know that you know, and not, not even sometimes, all the time. He wants us to understand whatever the avenue, that is what it is, just the avenue, but that he's the source. So I don't be knowing, and y'all, y'all, I'm really being transparent because I really wasn't wanting to say this stuff but it is what it is 
I just don't be knowing where it's going to come from. Because I even have told God, like, Lord, I done ran out of people to call. I don't have nobody to call. Like, I, there's nothing I can physically do within myself. I don't have the power to, to make it happen. Lord, I'm depending on you. And see, God loves it when we're like that. God loves it when we are humble before him. God loves it when we're broken before him, when we realize how impoverished we truly are. Could I go get a job? Sure. Well, it would be very difficult in this transition. But the truth is, the Lord told me not to work. The truth is, the Lord has blessed me not to work since 2018. And before these last months, we were living quite well. You know, it's not to brag or boast, but we wasn't wanting for nothing. And money wasn't a problem. And I have not worked since 2018. And have I gone through seasons where I've been in lack and poverty and stuff? Yes. But I've also gone through seasons where I was in more than enough. I was in extreme abundance. And like I said, money wasn't the problem. So you have to know what God is speaking to you. And that's another thing about faith, right? Walking by faith is knowing what God said to you. If God told you not to work, no matter how difficult your situation is, no matter how low you get, you are to stand on what he told you. And yes, you're going to have people say, tell, giving you advice or trying to counsel you or telling you that you need to do this you, in order for your situation to change, in order for you to get whatever it is you need, in order for you you know, to be able to provide for yourself and your family, you got to get a job. You need to go at least work part-time. You need to call this place. You need to fill out an application here. And they're going to tell you that because they don't know what God told you and you're in the secret place. It's not their responsibility to know. It is not your responsibility to, to convince them. It is your responsibility to stand on that word. And where I was falling short is I kept trying to convince everybody of what God said to me. And I kept trying then, and then I also kept trying to convince myself to that God didn't say what I believe, what I heard him say, and that I need to go do what they telling me. Because that's, again, that's the danger of allowing too many voices in, right? The the main voice we really need to be listening to and following is God. And will God speak through people? Yes. But when you have a personal relationship with God for yourself and you know how to hear the voice of God and you discern the voice of God, that should be enough. And God had to keep reminding me and put me in remembrance like, daughter, you had a season where I told you to do something that everybody, even other believers, other Christians, people who've been walking with me longer than you said it wasn't me. When God told me to get rid of everything, again, I told that testimony a, a few times in the podcast in different seasons um, where the Lord had me get rid of everything. And when I say everything, I'm talking about cars, clothes, jewelry, you know, bags, purses, shoes, furniture, bedroom sets, dining room sets gaming systems stuff for the kids shoes all the you know to the point where we literally was like down to the bare bones okay so when i say everything i truly mean everything and in the onset again i didn't know why and at at the time i didn't need a why i didn't need him to explain to me i didn't need him to give me no 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 um reason i did it because i felt in my heart and i knew god told me to do it and boy oh boy the naysayers okay boy oh boy the people that was trying to just really contend with me and convince me god ain't gonna tell you to do that why would god tell you to do that i don't understand like you need to do this why would you do that why would you get out of how now what you gonna do or what you gonna do you need to work you need this you needed that and 
it, it was a struggle because I, I'm the one was living in lack. I was the one living in an empty house with my children. I was the one going through. And then it caused me to really waver in my faith and question God and try to do different things and try to go get a job here and try to go get a job there. And none of those things ever worked out, by the way. It caused me to make a lot of decisions that I, I wouldn't have made had I just stood on the word. But overall, I did. I, I just trusted God and I stayed in that place. I stayed living like that for a period of time. And there came a moment where God fully restored me and my children. And we went from nothing to something. And God had to keep reminding me, like, you see me do it before, I can do it again. You see me do it before, I'll do it again. You see in your obedience. Now, sometimes we don't know how long the season we might have to endure of, of walking out our obedience, right? So I didn't know how long we was going to be living in that place like that, in that state. It ended up being a lot longer than I really desired or thought. However, it still came a time because I obeyed, because I stood on the word of God and I trusted him. I see him, I see him restore me. And so in the same way, God is like, I've seen, you see me do it. Like, you see me do it. Like, why are you wavering? Why are you fearful? Why are you, you know, operating in disobedience? Because I've been trying to get a job. I've been filling out applications. I've been submitting resumes. I've been going on job interviews. I've even taken a position a couple times. <laughs> and every time I get convicted. And I'm not saying working is bad or anything wrong with working because God uses careers, jobs, all of the things. It's about your personal journey. What is God saying to you? For me, my, my personal journey does no longer involve me working in corporate America. I've already did my season of working. He's now called me to, you know, work unto him. And that's what I used to pray. I used to pray that I get out of that rat race because I hated feeling like I was sacrificing so much time away from my children that I was, you know, trading time for money, but I really wasn't benefiting. And, and I was losing sight of, you know, seeing my children grow. Like there's a part of my my eldest son's life, that's a blur to me. I just don't remember it because I was just gone working, hustling, working two jobs, doing what I got to do, working, going to school, you know, and in and, and the grand scheme of things, I'm, I'm like, I'm a single mother. I got to provide. But the, the thing that's the most important, the thing that is the most priceless is what I sacrificed. And that was being there for my son when he needed me most. And again, that's not going to be everybody's conviction. And so if that if you don't have that conviction, just don't worry about it. I'm not challenging you and saying you need to quit your job. No, you follow God. If he's telling you to keep your job, you work that job, okay? And you do whatever he tells you to do. You do it unto him. You work in excellence, right? All of the things you minister, you you spread the gospel, you be a light, you pray, whatever he's calling you to do on your job. It ain't that jobs are bad. It's not that working is bad. It ain't that jobs are evil. It ain't that working is evil, right? It's about our own individual personal journey. And so walking by faith is really you staying in the presence of God, staying at the feet of God, keeping your ear to heaven to hear what is God saying about your personal journey. Because your personal journey will look a lot different from everybody else's. So that means they won't understand when God tells you not to do this. He, they won't understand when God tells you to give up that. That's like, I don't eat meat. God told me to stop eating meat. 
there's many other Christians that eat meat. It's not that eating meat in and of itself is bad. That is a conviction and something he called me to do. You know, there's a lot of things I do not partake in and I don't do. It's not because they're necessarily sin. It is because it is what's required for my personal journey. When you get to a place, and I'm speaking to myself, where you realize that you are different. You are not like everybody else. Your journey is not like everybody else. God don't even deal with you like he did with everybody else. Then you will get to a place where you're free from the opinions of man. And that you are, you get to that place where God's voice is enough. When you know that it was God, you know that it's his voice, you know that it's him speaking, that's enough. You don't need to run it by nobody. You don't need to get confirmation. And in his graciousness, he may just send someone. But like me, I have a bad habit of seeking confirmation because sometimes it be sounded so scary or uh, peculiar because, again, I don't know nobody else who he's telling to do that or not to do that right. So then now I'm looking for confirmation by going to this person and going to that first person. And then I find myself trying to convince them, you know, of what God said and why he said it and how he said it and this and that. And then it turns into now, you know, them planting seeds in my mind that's causing me to doubt and question that God say what it say and then it creates this inner battle and turmoil within myself when I could just simply because I know I I know I hear God's voice there are times where I can say that I may not have heard God but when I look back it was me listening to my own voice or listening to somebody else's voice and I can clearly see like okay that was not God but sometimes our desires speak very loud sometimes fear speak very loud so walking by faith is being letting god transform and renew your mind because there are probably aspects of your life that god is moving and working and doing great and amazing things and producing fruit and answering prayers and because it may not be what you desire or what you want you might miss it you don't think god is doing anything you think god is ignoring you you think god is silent you think god forgotten you and god is like girl sis daughter i'm working i'm up here working i'm 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 working it out for your good. I'm already I'm already answering that prayer. I'm orchestrating and putting the pieces together like a puzzle, right? But because we a lot of times we want it quick, quick, quick. We want it right now. And there's some things, some answers that will come, boom, overnight, right now, manifest suddenly. There are moments where we are in a suddenly, like right now we're in a suddenly season. So things can happen suddenly, but then there's other seasons where it involves time because you have seed, time, and harvest, right? Everything has to come to the fullness in time. And so you have to know your time and your seasons and where you are. But it's never a, a, it's never a, a matter of God not moving, right? It's just, we need to have our perspective changed. We need to be able to be transformed by the renewing of our mind to see how God is moving. Amen. And then also walking by faith is understanding that it is this walk is individual and it's you and is you and God. When it all boils down to it, yes, you may have children, you may have a spouse, you may have friends, you may have parents, you may have a pastor, you may have a church home, you may have all these other people that you know are involved in your life but when it comes to your personal journey yes when you have a spouse y'all one but there are still things that god is calling you to do as an individual right there's things that he was calling you to individually before you became one with your spouse your journey is going to be a journey where it's just you and him because when it comes time for you to ascend to heaven it's going to be your life that he's going to be opening up 
the the life of your the um the book of your life and at the um judgment seat right he's going to be looking at you he's not going to be looking at your spouse he's not going to be looking at your children he's not going to be looking at your pastor he's going to be looking at you like did you do what i what what i commissioned you to do did you were you obedient did you fulfill my will? Are you going to heal well done, that good and faithful servant? So it's not about isolating or, you know, um, you know, pushing people out, but it's just to understand that there is a individualistic journey that we are on with the Lord and people may not understand, like no matter how anointed they are, no matter how long they've been in the faith, no matter how, you know, many titles that they have, they still may not understand because it's not something that God called them to. So you got to be able to walk alone because you're never alone. God is with you. He's walking alongside of you, but you got to get to get free from needing people's opinion, needing people's confirmation, needing people's support, right? That you can stand 10 toes down on what God told you because you know he said it. And if he call you to walk alone, you can do it because you know he is with you. Because he already promised you he will never leave or forsake you. So walking by faith looks like, Lord, okay, you said it. I don't need nobody else's word. I don't need nobody else's confirmation. If you send me confirmation, I receive it and I thank you. But I'm not going to go seeking it. Because, Lord, I trust you. That's faith. Right? And then the last thing I feel in my spirit is walking by faith is also, if God is calling you to have that journey where you are really having to depend on his daily provision is that daily manna that daily bread being having the faith to trust god having the faith to to stand to endure right again i'm sure israel was looking like what you done brought us out to this wilderness. You done brought us out here. We was in Egypt and we had melons and we had, you know, fish and we had this and that. And now you done brought us out here to this desert where it's hot and it's, you know, it's dry and there ain't no type of produce out here. What are we going to eat? You done brought us out here to die. Sometimes it feel like that. It's like, Lord, now, nah, wait a minute. I was just had a corporate America job now, Lord. Lord, I just was in abundance, Lord. I just had a bank account full of, you know, resources or lord i just had a you know successful business lord you know what i mean like i was just in a position i might have just was in a marriage where I, you know financially my spouse was taking care of us you know whatever the case may be you might have been in a place that felt like you was in abundance or it could have been a place of abundance and now you feel like he's called you to the wilderness well, you might need to seek him and ask him, well, what does he need to see, show you? What is he trying to teach you? What is he trying to get out of you? Because the wilderness served a purpose. The wilderness served a purpose. It was for them to now learn their God. They had to learn him. They had to learn his character. They had to learn his nature. They had to learn him as a provider. They had to learn him as a protector. They had to learn to follow him, right? They had to learn to get, to follow the presence. So every time the president got up, they had to pack camp up and they had to go and they, then they had to follow and they had to break. They had to, you know, um, set up camp everywhere the presence, you know, um, rested. You know, they had to see God be a pillar of fire 
by night and a pillar of a cloud by day. They had to see him be a protector and be a God of war and be a banner of victory to where he overtook, you know, and destroyed their enemies from before them, right? There were parts of his nature, his character that they had to be able to learn so they could know him, so they could walk with him, so they could serve him. He just didn't bring them out of Egypt and say, hey, okay, now you just gonna serve me. No, he didn't give them, you know, um, the commandments until, you know, so much time after they came out of Egypt, he didn't give them, you know, have them enter into a covenant with him. And so after so much time, after he tested them, after he had them learn him, after they walked with him for a while, and they got to know his voice, they got to know his nature, his character. So the wilderness serves, serves as a place of learning God, serves as a place of, um, testing and, and and serves as a place of you really really solidifying your covenant with god right because that's what they did in the wilderness right the in, in um deuteronomy 8 moses is telling them about why they were in the wilderness and it was certain tests ways god was testing their hearts seeing if he would they would obey him right seeing if they would keep their covenant to him right seeing if if they would be uh, be content and sustained with the manna that rang from hev heaven that their fathers did not know. Before he could take them to abundance, he had to test their heart. He had to get them to know him, to trust him so that they wouldn't doubt or waver or so their heart wouldn't be taken from them, especially if when they were around these pagan nations who were doing these other practices. So they would be loyal to him. And so it was some some purpose in the wilderness. It was some purpose in the wilderness. So walking by faith is being content in your wilderness. Being content on the daily bread, on the daily provision of God. Do I, would I like to have an abundance of money and just have a lump sum and, and you know, or just have a, a gushing forth and, you know, a river of money flowing? Sure. But I certainly can't despise small beginnings either. I, I cannot, I can't, you know, reject the blessing because like I said, it's days that I wake up and it's zero. My account is like, um, the way we set up says, um, it ain't going to happen. And, and within hours or by that later on that day, I have what I need. I have what I need to do what I need to do to make sure my me and my children make sure we got food, make sure we got, you know, a place to stay, make sure we got gas. You know what I mean? Like, again, that is nothing but the supernatural provision of God. And God is trying to teach me. Yes, I've been walking with God for a long time. Yes, I thought I knew God as my provider. But once he began to reveal to me that I really still had that pride and that self-reliance and that independence in me. Now I understand why he really has to allow me to literally depend on that daily provision to so he can know. And it don't come from where I think it's going to come from or don't I don't be knowing like he just literally be blowing my mind. He just literally be pulling a ram out of the bush. He really just be doing something like just unexpected. Right. It'd be things like I can't even make up, you know, like real quick yesterday this was just crazy to me i'm not crazy because it's just like god so let me not let, let let me not even call god crazy or anything that he does crazy because no nothing about god is crazy but it's always supernatural right um my um my sons like to go to the park to play basketball and i like to go to the park because I, I like to spend my private time my quiet time with the lord at the park 
I like being in nature. I like being outdoors. So I um was like, okay, we'll go to the park. Now the park we went to is kind of not too far from where we were staying because I was running low on gas, but it was a park that I like anyway. Like I said, it's not too far from where we've been staying. And it's a park that we was at just the day before now. Listen to that. We were just there the day before. And we frequent it, you know, when we can. So it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a, you know, unfamiliar place. Well, as they are over there playing basketball, I'm in the car crying out to God. Because I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't really have no gas. I don't have no money. I don't know where we're going to go. I don't know what we're going to do. I'm like, and I don't have it. There's nothing I can do. I don't have nobody I can call. I'm totally dependent on you. I feel forsaken. I'm just going like, Lord, I feel forsaken for God. And you said your promises never fail. I'm just crying out to him. And so in the midst of me crying out to him, I promise y'all, I hear, do not be weary and well-doing. And when I heard that, I, I was annoyed. You know, I was annoyed because I'm like, I'm like, not do not be weary and well doing. What are you what are you talking about? Like, what am I this? I ain't I'm not weary and well doing. I'm weary in my situation. This ain't a well-doing situation, you know. Like, like seriously, that's how I was kind of responding. And so I continued to go back to my crying, you know, real tears crying and just crying out to him. And I just didn't know what we was gonna do. And I was just like, I don't know. And so I had to use the restroom and I went over to the little community building earlier before I came to the car and was crying out to God and the door was locked to the restroom and I still had to use it, but I didn't want to disrupt the boys because I try to let them have a little time, you know, because of our situation so they can, you know, be free and, you know, play basketball or whatnot. So I um, didn't want to disrupt them. So I just was holding it. And so I kept saying to myself, though, this is crazy. How is this a park? Like, there are people who have their children here. This is a public place, and there's no accessible restroom. I'm like, this is crazy. Now, mind you, I'm sitting in the parking lot. So I'm steady crying out to God. Then I happen to look up and literally see two huge outhouses right there to the left of me, like right there, not far, within feet from where I was. And it was weird because it's like I did not see them there. So when my sons, they started walking toward me, I told my oldest son, my older son, I'm like, go look in there, look at the outhouses and see if they're clean. Because if they're not clean, I'm going to just go over to the mall, you know, to use it. And so he checked them and he liked the one was dirty, but the other one was clean. So I was like, okay, bet. So I get out to start walking towards the back, towards the outhouse. As I started walking towards the outhouse, I see a, a, a little SUV pulling into a driveway of a house that's directly across the street from the parking lot of the park. And I ain't thinking of it because I don't know anybody that lived like right there. So I'm just like trying to keep walking. But for some reason, my attention kept being pulled in that direction. And so I seen the person's head when they turned into their driveway and I still didn't recognize them. So I just ain't thinking nothing. And then when they get out the car to check their mailbox, which was on the street, um, I recognized that it was someone who, um, I knew. So I looked and I called her name out and she was kind of like, Hey, 
um but you could tell i could tell she said it in a way like she really didn't know who i was and so i started walking towards her and i started calling her name again and i'm like you don't recognize me she's like well i can't see so then i started walking towards her she started walking towards me and lo and behold she recognized me and she's like my baby and this is somebody who you know i attend church with and this is somebody you know who you know i don't know a lot personally but we always communicate always talk always hug always love on each other in church you know like she's somebody that i absolutely love i had no idea she lived directly across the street from the park like i said we come to that park even when we were living in our house we would come to that park. I will, I like walking my dogs. They have great trails. I love trails. It's very clean. Um, parks, a very nice modern park. So I frequent that park and me and my children were just there the day before again. And I'm looking and I'm like, I didn't know you lived there. And her address was 444. Now I don't, we don't do angel numbers. I don't even know nothing about angel numbers, but I do know about prophetic numbers and I know about the Hebrew gematria and numbers are something that God uses biblically and they have significant. And I just looked and I'm like, how in the world is her address 444? And I'm like, wow, me and my children, so, you know, we just, we're across the street. I'm like, we come here all the time. I had no idea you, let, you lived here. She was like, yeah. And so she was just like, how, how are you? And then, you know, I just kind of was like, mm. and so we started talking and long story short, the Lord literally used her to bless me. Like I was able to sit and we just, you know, was able to talk and, you know, um, fellowship with each other. And I thought that was the blessing, you know what I mean? Because it would just sometimes it feel good just to be able to kind of get things off your chest or. And then we were talking about other things as well, not just my situation. And of course, you know, she was like trying to figure out what it was she could do, what cost she can make to try to help us. You know, and I'm always grateful of anything anybody can do to bless me and my family like I'm not that type where it has to be this or that and so um really I thought that was the blessing you know and I was just happy to just be able to like just relax for a minute you know and so I was getting ready to leave because my children were getting restless and as I was walking out the door she handed me a good amount of money and I looked at her because that really wasn't my expectation. If I'm honest, my thought, I thought the Lord was going to use her to say me and my children can stay, you know, with her at her house because I'm almost positive she stays there by herself. Um, but I knew in my heart, whatever her um, assignment was, whatever the Lord wanted her to do, that's what she was going to do. So I was at peace when she didn't offer for us to stay there because I just figured that just wasn't what God. And so I told her that because she kept feeling bad that she didn't have, couldn't offer us dinner. But I kept assuring her, like, we don't need food. We good. We, you know, we be having food. We have food in the car. That's fine. She was like, well, I just feel bad because I, I just got home. I didn't cook. I'm like, it's good. And I told her, like, whatever the Lord's intention is for you to be a blessing to us, is that's exactly what you're doing. I'm like, so be at peace. Don't worry about it. Like, we okay. But I didn't know that she was going to give me an abundance of money. And she just was like, you know, apply it how you want, how you need to apply it. And, you know, and she just gave me a hug and, you know, loved on me. And I was just like, wow, I almost broke down in tears because I'm like, that is just the providence of God. That is just the providence of God. I had no idea she lived next, right across the street. Me and my children was at the same park the day before. I had been sitting in the parking lot for a good time crying out to God and not realizing that the bathroom was right there all along. I could have been went over and used it, but had I got 
not got out at that very moment, I would have missed her pulling in her driveway because when she pulled all the way her driveway, she shuts her garage door. So I would have never seen her. I would, and then even if her car was in her driveway, it's so many cars like that out here that I would have never assumed that that was her car. So it was just all of the, the, the intentional, divinely orchestrated movements in that moment. And then here's the kicker. While I'm sitting there talking to her, probably a few moments into our conversation, she says, I just hear, be not weary and well-doing. I turned and looked at her and was like, what? I was like, I really know that this is God. Because I, when I was sitting over in my car crying out to God, that's the exact scripture that came to my spirit that I heard the Holy Spirit say to me. And I told her I was annoyed and I was trying to reject it right and she was like that's that that the lord is speaking so you know when you are walking a walk and you're on a journey this is why it's so important for you not to get caught up in whatever people think or what other people are saying or their even their advice with good intentions because it could be good advice but not right for you and what god is calling you to and had i just kind of been in my feelings been mad had i told my kids and rushed them on you know before you know she would have came home or a number of things right i could have missed out on the opportunity of seeing god's providence because i was in the car praying and just telling him how like lord like you got me out here you know the word says that i will not be disgraced i'll not be put to shame you know the word says the righteous will not be forsaken the seed won't be begging bread how is it that i don't know what we're gonna do we don't have nowhere to go i don't have gas like i'm like this i just don't understand you know and god in that moment was letting me know that he is there that he has not left me that i am not forsaken that he has me and that was so comforting and i just had to rejoice and just give thanks and i had to just have a praise break with me and my children to just thank god to just truly and even just make sure my children understood what happened that that was god that that was the hand of god reassuring me that he got us and we're gonna be okay and in your faith walk when you're walking by faith it is those little tidbits and that wasn't a tidbit right but it is these little moments that are just you and God. They're between you and God and because God wants you to see. Like, yes, I know it's hard. Yes, I know it's difficult. Yes, I know you feel forsaken. Yes, I know it's not what you wanted. Yes, I know it's not what you expected. But I'm with you. David says in Psalm 23, even when I, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil for thou art with me. So David is like, listen, even when I'm in that valley of the shadow of death, meaning that he had to go through one or two. And we know his story and we know that he went through a lot. But David constantly was praising and worshiping even after he would cry out and he would be crying because of what he was going through. But he always brought himself back to a place of worship and praise and just really being reminded of the character and the faithfulness of God and that's what walking by faith look like yes you might have moments of crying out like I was doing you might have moments where you feel forsaken or forgotten or like God is just gonna leave you out here to the wolves but then you just got to realize that that is just you know a your emotions right that's just your flesh and your feelings that you got to come back and just just lean on what you know to be true about God and his faithfulness and his goodness amen so, 
I pray that this was a blessing. I pray it makes sense. It is definitely a lot longer than I anticipated it, but to God be the glory, maybe it's something that was said that someone else needs to hear, but this is my true life. This is my true testimony. This is my true experience. This is exactly what I'm living and what happened to me yesterday, but I give God all the glory because it is what I need as I am walking by faith in this land of promise, because again, the land of promise, it is it is not, um, it's, it's a place of, you know, that is unknown, you know, it's unknown territory. It's not a place you've been before. And yes, your circumstances may, you know, look familiar, but this ain't a familiar your terrain because you've never been here at least for me so you know still leaning into the faithfulness of God that and just trusting and just walking by faith because again I don't always know how the day gonna end up all I know is God you the only one that I have and yes God works through people but I go to him and whoever he used and however he used a person, that is up to him. But I go to him with my needs. I go to him and cast my cares on him. I go to him and cast my burdens on him. And then he does his, he does what he does, right? And that is, I know where God wants me. And don't feel like it is strange or unusual, you know, that God may have you in a place similar, or you might feel like you're in the wilderness. The wilderness is a, is a, has a purpose and it's truly to prepare you for your promise, right? And so I just pray that whoever needed to hear this, that you be encouraged and you just keep leaning into God and you keep just leaning into your faith and, and, and don't get discouraged and don't get um, confused by the voices of other people, right? Make sure that you are listening to the voice of God, that that's the one voice that trumps every other voice, amen? And even if we, when you hear other voices, you got to cast down those high imaginations and silence and tell them voices to shut up because sometimes it's your own voice. Sometimes it's your fear. Sometimes, you know, it is um, your doubt and um, it's your flesh, you know. You got to tell that thing, shut up. And then you got to declare the word. He who has promised is faithful to perform it, right? His promises never fail. And so he'll never leave nor forsake me. You got to you got to cast it down and replace it with you know to be true, which is the word of God that will not return unto him void. So um, I thank you guys for listening to today's um, episode of the podcast, which is called Walking by Faith. I pray that it encouraged you. I pray that it, you know, uh, shed some insight or revelation or life that you may have um have some questions about or maybe things that you were struggling with in your journey and your walk i pray that you receive the clarity that you needed and i pray that you continue to trust god like never before because if god is for you who can be against you you won't lose with god like there's no such thing and so um be blessed i pray that the lord will bless you and keep you i pray that the lord will make his face to shine upon you be gracious to